Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Welcome back. The panel is with us. NBC News Chief White House Correspondent Kristen Welker, Democratic pollster Cornell Belcher, Susan Page, the Washington Bureau Chief of USA Today and former Republican Governor of North Carolina, Pat McCrory. Susan, uh, you came with, uh, you came with uh, materials. You came with some show and tell. Uh, USA Today with some brand new polling numbers. Among Trump supporters, and I want to throw up a couple of in there. First of all, what happened on January 6th? Among Trump supporters, a large majority believed it was an Antifa-inspired attack, um, not Trump supporters who were the attack. And then you ask about a third party. If Donald Trump formed a third party among Trump voters, uh, basically just about half, 46%, would support that Trump party. About a quarter would still support the GOP, and a quarter, a little more than a quarter, would be undecided. Susan, that poll says Donald Trump has a pretty iron grip at least, uh, on that party right now. Um, and Will Hurd, of course, that's to probably the chagrin of Mr. Hurd. Yes. Yes, and, and to be clear, Antifa, there's no evidence that Antifa was behind the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Not even President Trump is arguing that. We found in this poll that by two, by almost two to one, Republicans who would leave for a third party would go with the Trump party over the Republican party. But there is no need for Donald Trump to do that because he already owns this party. Uh, we've seen that even though it was Donald Trump, who, as Will Hurd said, presided over the loss of control of the White House, the House, and the Senate. It is Republicans who have won their elections who are in the greater peril. Just, just one more number. Uh, we found very little uh, patience for Republicans, officials who want to challenge Trump in any yeah. way. Eight of 10 Republicans said they are less likely to vote for a Republican candidate if he or she voted for impeachment. Eight of 10 said they doubted that Republican senators were voting their conscience when they voted to convict him for impeachment. Mm. They said they were dealing with their political calculations instead. You know, it's funny you bring up vote of conscience. Uh, I want to play for you what uh, the Republican chair of Washington County, Pennsylvania, said about Pat Toomey's vote in particular to convict President Trump. Take a listen. We did not send him there to vote his conscience. We did not send him there to uh, do the right thing or whatever he said he was doing. We sent him there to represent us. Pat McCrory, you've been an elected official. Did you feel as if um, voters sent you to only represent what they think? Or did you think you were being sent to do your best judgment? I believe we're a republic form of government, but you've got to understand that we're, we're going through a grieving process right now, just like the Democrats had to go through over four years ago. We're going through some anger, we're going through some denial, and we're right now in the blame game, which is not unusual. Remember Hillary Clinton and Sanders and others going through the blame game, and we're in that blame game right now. But we're going to heal, I guarantee it, because we're going to heal around issues. Uh, that Biden and Harris and Pelosi and Schumer are implementing right now. And immigration, we're putting teachers ahead of our children and ahead of science right now. Uh, we're putting, uh, we're, we're getting rid of natural gas in the future. There are issues that are going to unite us two years from now and four mm -hmm. years from now. History tells us that. And the fact of the matter is issues trump everything. Cornell, is that a fair assessment? That's an interesting take there by Pat. Do you, do you accept that, that, hey, this is a 
part of the process the GOP is going through and, and don't assume that come six more months they won't be united again? I, I wish the governor was right. I wish issues did determine everything, but there's an awful lot of evidence and data that issues don't, in fact, indeed determine determine everything. And I, and I would I would push back on the idea that this is very much like what Republican like what Democrats have gone through. I got to tell you, uh, I I like. Bill Clinton very much. I was absolutely in love with a Barack Obama man who, who, I, who I work for. Uh, but but none of us would, would go off and start a third party. Um, what you're seeing around around Trump is 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 dramatically different than what you're seeing. And I got to tell you that those those numbers in the USA uh, uh, poll are 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 startling because. To me, when you have that many uh, Americans um, not wanting to accept the truth, and and look, the first casualty of war is the truth. And I think I think our democracy is is in great peril when you have that many Americans just won't accept the truth. So what you're seeing around Donald Trump is very different. A, a civil war within the Republican Party. The civil war is over. I mean, Donald Trump has won it. Mainstream conservatism yeah. is on its deathbed. I mean, and it's not being killed by by liberal Democrats. It's being killed by Donald Trump and his tribalism. Yeah. Yeah. Christian Walker, what do you expect from former President Trump next week when he does his first speech? Is he going to be trying to project himself uh, as not just the leader of the Republican Party, but to actually say why Republicans should be in charge? Or is he going to be settling scores inside the GOP? I think it's going to be a little bit of both, Chuck, based on my conversations. Uh, we are expecting the former president to address the impeachment. And so that might be the settling scores piece of the speech. But he's also, I am told, going to talk about the future of the Republican Party, how he sees it, how he sees the future of the conservative movement. And just going back to what Pat said, I am told that he's going to try to make the case that now is the time to start laying out the divides with President Biden. He's going to focus on immigration. Of course, President Biden is moving to reverse all of the Trump immigration policies. And so he's going to really try to focus it around those issues. But does it get mired in score settling? That's, I think, the big question moving forward, Chuck. And yeah. we know that former President Trump is eyeing what he is going to be doing in 2022, the candidates he plans to back. And I'm also told he's eyeing a return to social media. What will that look like? He's been banned from a number of right. platforms, but he's clearly looking to get engaged again, Chuck. Pat, I'm just curious. You, you heard well heard there who's thinking, you know what, Trump shouldn't be a part of the future conversation. Can you, can you, can you build a party without him these days? Well, I'm not a big fan of incumbents who happen to not win re-election have to go walk off into the sunset. I've been there. Uh, I think they can stay relevant, and I think President Trump should stay relevant. But I also think other leaders will emerge, and we'll go through this process of mm -hmm. debating issues, debating leadership styles. But the fact of the matter is the issues will win out because the Democrats will overplay their hand. You know, for example, we're, we're opening borders and closing schools. It, it makes no sense. And okay. I think we'll win that argument. And I think uh, President Trump should be allowed to participate in that argument and will participate in those arguments. All right.